the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Happy Tuesday to you right here at 710 KNUS. My name is George. This is The George Show. Weather today, it's going to be as good as it's going to be for the foreseeable future, according to Billy's printed and full-color pictogram. 43 degrees is the high. Tomorrow we drop down a little bit, but then Thursday, light snow and colder. Friday, 30. Saturday and Sunday, yikes. 18, 16 degrees. Um, I should tell you that I've seen some things that say that 49 different states are under weather advisories at the moment. There's a period of time from like the 13th to the 20th, maybe it's the 18th of June, that our friend Chris uh, Bianchi, is it Bianchi or Bianchi? Bianchi from Nine News says, um, listen, I can't tell you exactly what or when, which I wish they would do that more often. But uh, it's going to be brutal. And none of the apps on your phone model the information as well as your local meteorologist does. Whether that's true or not, who knows. But it sounds like they're aggregators for information. And these guys go out there and find it. He said it's going to be brutal. Uh, the 13th to, I think, the 18th. It could have been the 20th. So that's coming up, uh, folks. That is, uh, that is wicked soon. Uh, let me see here. It is January the 9th. That gives us four days to buy a coat or a hat or something like that. Having said that, um, yesterday the show got taken over by the announcement in the middle of the interview with KBB about Dave Williams running for Colorado Republican nominee uh, for CD5 while maintaining his position as the chairman of the GOP. That story is continuing to get around there. Uh, there are discussions of people who may also get in this race. I should tell you I received a text from a guy named Wayne Williams who said, hey, somebody told me, and that hurts too because I'd rather Wayne just hear it because he listens to the show, but he said, somebody told me, you said I'm a candidate. I'm still in the exploratory stages. So I want to make sure that we're clear on that because I don't want to make someone a candidate before they're, they're going to be one. The other one, uh, another person I'd reached out to, was uh, Rose Puglisi. And Rose has indicated to me yesterday, it's just not the right time. She's uh, She thinks she needs to continue to fight in the state house. And with only 19 Republican members out of 65, I get it. They can't really afford to have too many people defect to another office. Here are some other people on a website I saw as potential candidates. Jeff Crank, who I mentioned, he's a friend, former radio guy too. He used to work, I think, for Lamborn. He was his I think he was his chief of staff at one point. Uh Bob Gardner, uh veteran, JAG guy, uh love Bob. Eli Bremer, former Olympian and former U.S. Senate candidate. Eli has been super active. I think he was the chair of the El Paso County Party. State Senate Minority Leader Paul Lundeen. Paul is, if you're looking for someone who just knows stuff about being conservative and then sticks to his principles, uh, that's Paul Lundeen. Fantastic guy. We've had him on the show. Really smart. Appreciates the history and how it feeds into what uh, conservative means here in Colorado. Stan Vanderwerf. Now, Stan's El Paso County Commissioner. And I, I feel like I just ran into Stan. I was giving a keynote speech. 
at the 30th anniversary of the Pikes Peak Firearms Coalition, along with Michael Allen, the DA down in the the Mighty Fourth. And I swear Stan had said he was running for state senate. Maybe Bob seat, Bob Gardner seat. I think he's termed out something like that. But listen, there's so many people and these are all legit qualified candidates, right? Like this isn't your typical uh, wing nuttery where someone decides I've always wanted to be in Congress. Now's my chance. This isn't that. These are all folks who have been accomplished in public service and uh, all pretty conservative guys. And then there's a couple not running for sure. Dennis Heisey, Don Wilson, all good dudes as well. People that didn't respond. Uh, Vicki Tonkins, uh, Carrie Geithner, Tim Geithner, Nordberg, Dan's a great dude, former state rep, good dude. Daryl Glenn, who we know used to be our U.S. Senate uh, nominee back in, what, 2018 maybe? Was it 2018? Um, and then Rose Puglisi, John Southers. I can't imagine John wanting to do it. I, I think that Southers, after he hung up that second term at mayor, I think I think he's like, I think I've given enough at the office. And so anyway, we'll keep you uh, tuned in on that. The um, the Lauren Boebert issue that developed over the weekend with the potential allegations, with the allegations of potential domestic violence. Don't know where that is. Haven't seen any real updates. couple other things. Uh, a federal uh, district court judge threw out the case that Tina Peters filed to derail her prosecution. That thing is moving forward, and I think it's set for trial next month. I think February is when she's going to trial. I'll try to nail that down as well. Um, and then last night, nothing really exciting happened unless you watched college football. That was about it because uh, I didn't. I just didn't detect anything. I saw something that said that the Golden Globes had an explosion, a 50% increase in their audience. I wasn't part of it. I have no idea what the hell that was. Billy, did you watch the uh, national championship? I watched bits and pieces of it. Uh, not 100%. Um, when Michigan went up by, I think it was two touchdowns, I, that's when I tapped out, so it was about 9 o'clock-ish. Um, it, it, was, it was entertaining. It was okay. Um, it's at it times reminds me again. I'm, I'm not a huge college football fan. Uh, I enjoy it, but I, you know, I don't go out of my way to watch it. And it reminds me a little bit as to why only because of, because I watch the NFL, it's just the lack of precision and that's okay. Uh, it's, it's, it's for me, the difference of watching the MLS and the premier league or the Bundesliga or Serie A, uh, it's just different skill level and, and they perform differently. I do like the passion and the fact that these Kids are playing for possibly, you know, either a chance to get to the NFL yeah, yeah, yeah. or a lot of them just for, you know, just the idea that, hey, I am doing this for my school. I like that. I mean, granted, a lot of them getting paid to be there, but that's OK, too. Uh, that's a wonderful transaction and a great thing for them. Uh, a I lot of dreams ended, too, on that field. Oh, yeah. It, it, a lot did. You yeah. know, there, there are folks that they focus on um, for the loss, like the quarterback for the Washington Huskies, whose name escapes me, um, but also a great quarterback. That dude's going to play on again. I mean, he's going to get picked up in the draft somewhere. But for a lot of those guys, especially um, seniors on one of the th – that's it, right? Like, they're going to take off their helmet. Yeah. And I, I remember that moment way before that uh, in high school football. I remember yeah. the last home game that we played uh, out there at the Mighty Bear Creek. And at halftime, Coach Kintz – who was uh, our football coach, came yeah. in and said, hey, for almost everybody in this room, this is it. This will be your last wow. half of football ever. And you won't put on a helmet again. Jeez. You won't put on the pads again. Wow. And, you know, when you're 18, 
words like that don't have the same impact they do for us oh, now in our yeah. late 30s. But um, yeah. at the time, even then, I remember standing there thinking, what? I mean, I guess that's right. Wow. And I never did. I never played football that's again. I mean, flag football yeah. or something. See, but. It was it was early 20s when I stopped playing soccer, and I and I uh, it was because it had been a 12-month grind for so long that I kind of needed a break, and I never went back, and I miss it. I really wish I would have squeezed out a few more years. However, the one is uh, there there are some major injuries uh, having to do with knees that I did avoid. So that's okay. okay. So I'm okay. So there's a balance. No surgeries. Yeah. There's a balance. Oh, no, I've had surgeries. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. No, no. I, I've broken numerous number. things. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I've broken numerous things. I've, I have a very weird, unique injury that it was one of the things that when the doctor looked at it and got the x rays back, he went, hey, come look what this guy did. Oh. And brought other people was into it, the room. Was it testicular? No, it oh. was. I have dislocated my uh, collarbone. My collarbone is ripped off of my sternum on the right-hand side. Yeah, because normally it connects to your sternum. I ripped mine off. And he was surprised that the collarbone didn't break, but it floats. My right collarbone Can, floats, and it's in a different angle. Have they reattached it? Staples no, or something? No. They, I mean, they talked about it. If it became an issue, they would. They'd have to bolt it down onto my ribcage. Yeah, cage. let's do it. But I was oh. like, it never became an issue. Did, and so it, sometimes it's weird. Does it allow weird. you to, like, slip out of a straitjacket? <laughs> no, and not, nothing like that. The weird thing is, every once in a while, if I'm not paying attention, the top of the collarbone will rub across the top of my, oh, of my rib oh, cage. And tickle. so it goes, it goes pop, 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 and so I can feel it. As it goes through, there just no pain. There's some though. weird things. Not really. No, I mean a little bit. Is it like much. a party trick? Like you're like, hey, nah. everybody, put your head on Billy's chest <laughs> no. and listen to this. No, the one that's weird is I've also broken my right shoulder, and that actually kind of a mess because oh, I, I I did something wrong to it uh, a couple of days ago, and it's a problem right now. Uh, but that thing slips in and out of joint is the real issue. It's because I broke off part of the the Mel Gibson bone. from Lethal Weapon. Yeah, it is. So I have I have a number of injuries. I have I've had lower back surgery because of my time oh playing. My goodness, man. I I have damage to the meniscus in both knees. The meniscus in my left knee is almost gone. Cartilage is shot, and I have um, ligament damage in both my ankles. So worth it though. Oh, totally yeah. worth it. In a second, it Th- was worth this it. is taking yeah. on aspects of that scene in Jaws right before Jaws attacks yeah. the boat for the final time, where they're all sitting around the table. And they're comparing scars. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's like, yeah. that's the USS Indianapolis. <laughs> yeah. and, and I'll tell you, and, and if we do compare scars, I've got one that looks really cool. And it's, uh, the, it's my right shoulder. Is it a snake-shaped no, scar? No, it's, it's my right shoulder scar where I broke it. And it's because they thought it was going to be arthroscopic, and it wasn't because the piece of bone was much larger that broke off my humerus bone than they thought. So they had to go in. It was, about a, it was supposed to be a 35-minute surgery that turned into four and a half hours because they had to go in and pull muscles apart and do some other stuff in my, into my shoulder. Um, the best part about it is it looks like it was in some sort of like really bad bar fight or gang fight. It oh, looks like, sweet. Yeah, it looks like somebody tried to cut off my right arm. Because oh, the, okay, the that's sca- awesome. Yeah, it what does. A great it, story. Runs, it runs all the way from the top right underneath to where my, you know, the armpit is. So it does look so like someone. So you're trying to hang out shirtless yeah. as much as possible oh, so yeah. people go, oh, look at that <laughs> yeah. guy. Look at what that. What is that? Yeah. yeah, and it is. Navy it's an, SEAL. Yeah, it's an impressive scar. Yeah, the, rest of, the other ones are not impressive. Yeah, not at all. I don't have anything impressive like that. I've got yeah. the one scar from the uh, ruptured Achilles that I got playing football at Mile High. Nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you say it just like that, people, you know, scan you quickly like, yeah. what? You were a. <laughs> it was a fundraiser, yeah, and it was a flag football game, and That's fantastic. Uh, and the two quarterbacks of the opposing teams. Uh, my quarterback was a guy named uh, Ryan Clements and uh, Mullen guy, and then the other dude was a guy named Josh Perry. I'm sorry, Josh Penry on the other team, and I just. 
anyway, it was a, it was a, it was an embarrassing moment to feel that pop, hear that sound, and then watch yeah. your foot dangle like this, yeah. just nothingness hanging at the end of your leg. That's why I'm happy that I that I at least hung up the cleats early because I have a number of friends that have that experience. Um, I was actually playing in Salt Lake City. Yeah, it was Salt Lake City uh, indoor tournament. Uh, buddy of mine, really, really good player. Down on the corner. Oh, and this is cool. Uh, at the time, I, yeah, it was. We were playing the New York Cosmos. That was kind of cool. Um, that you know, is pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, it was kind of cool. Uh, granted, it's not the, the real one. It's, you know, it's still the club, but yeah. yeah. But that was kind of cool. Uh, he's down in the corner, and it's indoor, so it's an old, uh, at the time, you know, it's, it's, it's basically an old ice rink. So he's in the corner, and he goes to turn, and we're playing on, and remember this, it is like um, the old veteran stadium in Philadelphia. Yeah. It is basically just a layer of AstroTurf over the top of concrete. There's nothing else there. That's the so, old Stutler Bull yep, by Cherry Creek. Exactly. Yeah. So he's down in the corner, and he goes to cut back and turn, and you hear a pop. Oh, really? You heard it? And there went his knee. Oh. Oh, And geez. you heard it. Oh. And he screamed and went down, and you were like, that's it. He's done. That feels yeah. that's awful, so th- man. Luckily, never I didn't recovered. have it. Nope, never did. And, 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 and I feel bad for it, but part of it being because, again, we were playing on turf, and anybody that plays on graf- grass versus turf knows that turf grabs you differently. And there are different types yeah, of portion sucks, injuries man. that you get because of how turf hangs on your feet. You mess with nature. I'm telling yeah. you, that's that's the yeah. bad thing right there. That, of course, description reminds me of uh, Booby Miles from the movie <laughs> Friday Night Lights. I don't know if nice, you remember yes. that movie. Uh, oh, that's good. Another great reference. Uh, the, the Just to recap here on the yeah. Michigan game, only because I expect at any moment the ether will have worn off and Dr. Julia will be calling in. I just, oh, exactly. Yeah. Um, I watched. I thought it was going to be closer. It clearly Washington did not. Their offense did not show up and expect yeah. the response from the Michigan defense that they got, and they never really adjusted. When it was ten to seventeen, I thought, okay, they, I mean, we're one punch away, right? Yeah. And then it just they could never get going. When you start the second half with an interception, it's oh, really hard killer. to dig out, you yeah. know, and. And meanwhile, uh, what's his name? Corum for Michigan. Those two broken off runs. I mean, when you bust them for thirty plus twice, that's a morale killer. And oh, then yeah. they just could never get back. But I am yeah. happy enough for Michigan, other than the fact that they're cheaters. I know that's a fun and... thing. Is they're, they're the season in which they are caught for cheating, they win, and you're like, wait a minute, are they going to get an asterisk? Yeah, I know. It's I, I just I'm curious about one. And 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 I did I did I like the idea that you brought up the uh, the interception after uh, the. Uh, end of the halftime oh. because that is a momentum killer because killer. you're you're coming out of that locker room thinking we got a shot we're gonna we do. do something Tied here up. we can get momentum even if it's three that's fine or we can get them further back in the field etc and you give the ball back immediately give it back right away that that was tough the and other one it, was, and yeah, it allows them to have that two score uh, spread they yes. got up another field goal and anyway yeah and and you could tell I, I guess personally I don't know if you could tell uh, my impression was that the stage. And the spotlights got to the Washington quarterback more than it Panics, got to the Michigan. Yeah. yeah, because his his throws were drifting. And again, I don't watch a lot of college football, but I did watch the highlights no. before the before the game. But, but you're right. Yeah, he, he was not precise. No, he wasn't. And and there were certain times in which I understand how difficult that is if you're a Washington fan, and even worse if you're a player, because there are specific plays that if the ball is two feet one direction, another direction. You've got oh, yeah. thirty yards. You've got forty yards. You've got a first down when you needed a first you had a down. Touchdown than, in one case, yep, for sure. Yeah, rather than kicking the the you know going and punting, there there were things that that kind of changed, and I was surprised that Washington was unable to figure out 
what uh, some of the the Michigan defense was doing because they were only giving them some of those underneath balls and they didn't, I didn't see them really come back in the second half and find a way to get some of those larger chunk plays that they needed. Oh yeah. And I, I, they couldn't I wanted get anything that. long for sure. And, yeah. and you know, what's going to get you. It's always those underneath balls. <laughs> yes. That's always yeah. going to sneak and, up on you. And then the reason I was watching that is because my son and I watched uh, Liverpool arsenal in the FA cup over the weekend and I'm, I'm not going to go on very long about this. It'll be less than 30 seconds. It was a in-game coaching masterclass yet again by Jurgen Klopp, who may be the best in-game manager Fake in name, soccer right on. now. Fake yeah. name. Um, he may be the best in-game manager on the planet right now in terms of soccer. Uh, he is having some problems with getting his team some joy playing Arsenal. They can't get out of their own side. They can't get into the Arsenal part of the field. They're having a really hard time yeah, yeah. with it based on Arsenal's defense. He didn't make a substitution. He moved a couple of players around, and everything changed. Wow. Because of where he put the players. He said, okay, Arsenal is allowing us to do this. All righty. Then I'm going to put my two. And what it was is Arsenal was giving, giving Liverpool an out as far as where you can get the ball, and it was the lower left-hand side of the defense. And they were only giving them the long ball over the top down the sides. And so what Jurgen Klopp did is said, okay, fine. I'm going to put my two fastest guys on the wings, and we're going to run at you. And then Arsenal went, and they peed themselves a little bit, and they lost to nothing. And that was it. It was in-game management that changed, and he didn't make any personnel changes. Huh. It was a tactical change based on how he moved the players around and said, okay, now we're going to attack them this way. And so what made Arsenal so dangerous yeah. in the yeah. first 35 minutes made them super vulnerable for the rest of the game. It was fascinating. And I only I appreciate this because – Jurgen Klopp, we were one man up on Liverpool early in the season. He changed the tactics, and he screwed us, and we lost. Dude's Bastard. brilliant. Dude is brilliant. What's his name, Klopp? Jurgen Klopp, C-L-O-P-P. Isn't that the name of a character that Eddie Murphy paid, played, <laughs> Klopp? Maybe. I don't was know. Was it Klopp? I can't it remember. Was, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, yeah I, it's listen, brilliant. It, it's and I didn't t- see that in Washington. I didn't see them make that in-game change. It, it could be the brothers, by the way. Um, yeah. The coach for uh, Michigan as well as the coach for the Ravens could each be celebrating their own Big wins because yeah. the Ravens look largely unbeatable. I know they've lost a couple games, but Harbaugh's are having a good year despite yeah. the fact that one of them is a is a known yeah. cheater. I uh, I went to the travelstate.gov travel.state.gov oh, website. Now? Why did you do that? Well, because you know I've got this pending travel to Israel on the twentieth, yeah, yeah, and yeah. by pending I mean I don't think there's any chance it's going to happen. <laughs> it, it actually gives you some yeah. advice. Here's some really, really, very, very insightful advice. Do not travel to Gaza. <laughs> There's no joke. That is on Gosh, there. Thanks. Do not travel to Gaza. Due to and it gives you a reason: terrorism and armed conflict. You know, like well, thank you. That, that's the same. That's the, that's the same reason that they put on the Tide Pods. Do not eat. <laughs> it is the exact same reason. Another one: uh, reconsider travel yeah. to Israel due to oh, terrorism go. and civil unrest. Reconsider travel to West Bank. Due to ah, terrorism, there we go, and civil unrest. <laughs> I love the, the oh, these nice. tips are gold. Those if are. you decide to travel to Israel, uh, here's one: um, avoid demonstrations and crowds. <laughs> you think? <laughs> well, who is oh, going there goodness. other than idiots like me? Who yeah, is exactly. going there? Prepare a contingency plan. I've gone to the embassy thing for alerts. Yeah. It's this never-ending stream. Uh, of alerts that are going on the the embassies at full staff and all that but i just i don't know i want to go and yet everybody in my world that i've said hey uh i think i'm going to go do this look at me with incredulity like 
What's wrong with you? Why would yeah. you do that? I mean, yeah, it's, exactly. like, uh, it's like it's uh, like being um, a storm chaser. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, like, yes. Hey, look, a twister. Let's yeah, drive look, to it. Yeah, let's go know? towards that. Yeah. Oh, is there war over there? Let's <laughs> yeah. just go check it out. Why not? <laughs> oh, are you going with the military? No. No. <laughs> just touristy no. stuff. Yeah, you not, know. not going to the people who can give me safe, <laughs> nor will give me weapons. <laughs> no, I, no. No body armor, nothing <laughs> no. like that. Uh, probably going to go in on a United. <laughs> yeah. You know, yes, yeah. as long as the door doesn't yep. come off. Did yeah. you see that part oh, of the story, by the yeah, way? Yeah, exactly. They're like, all right, let's just check the doors. I'm yeah. sure there's no. Oh, oh, these are all loose. Oh, these are know, loose. Yeah. These, these bolts are loose. Which, again, shows you that the amount of, you know, when they, again, when you start scaling back the, you know, the this, the number of people that you employ because you need to make certain oh, revenue boy, goals. Oh, boy. And you start, you know, knocking down the people that do the quality control. What do we think is going to happen? It's, it's just like the, uh, you know, when you go to the grocery store now and they're making you check out your own stuff. And then sometimes you get the guy there and they're asking you, well, sir, can I see the receipt? Because I want to make sure you yeah. checked all the right stuff. Yeah. Nope. No, no, you do not get to see my receipt because guess what? Um, you asked me to be my own checker. I got no training. You now do not get <laughs> yeah, to grade my performance. Right, right, if right. you're allowing me to do this, no grading my performance. No, no, no. Yeah. You've trusted me already to do this. You don't get to see my receipt. Sorry, I'm going. Bye-bye. As Same long thing. as we're on the self-checkout yeah. thing, the uh, I am rocking both the Costco and Sam's Club memberships for reasons that I still nice. can't justify if I say it out loud, but I'm but, glad I have them. Oh, heck yeah. If you've been to Sam's, though, there's genius there. They they have a thing on your phone with the app where you can self-check out. Like, as you go, yeah. you're clicking and all that stuff. It's the bomb. I mean, yeah. it's the bomb. Costco, on the other hand, you're in a line behind people who you're analyzing their carts because you're like, yeah. why would you need 30 pounds of that? that? Yeah. You know, or whatever. Or yeah. was this Fashion yeah. Friday at Costco? And I, by the way, I own a lot of Costco clothes. Folks, oh, it's so great. In it's, no way am I no. judging you. But that feature right there is huge. But they also check you at that door with that sort of randomized, you know, they yeah. click three different things just trying to see. Yeah, is it there? And I'm, cur- I'm curious to see what that does for Sam's Club because – Costco has said, you know, ver- you know how everybody yeah, yeah. else is saying they have all this great shoplifting and everything else. Costco has kept their losses to 1% or less. Have they really? Yeah. There's nobody huh. shoplifting nothing out of Costco. Also, did you see what the CEO of Costco said recently when one of their About stores— the Civil War. No, uh, one, <laughs> one of their stores voted to unionize. No? It was really interesting. Yeah. I, I would not have guessed this. This shocked me. Yeah? The CEO of Costco, when one of their shops voted to unionize, said— I'm sorry, that's our fault. That you guys yeah, yeah. you guys oh, wanted to, you guys wanted to union organize because you felt you weren't getting the attention you deserved, you weren't getting the responses yeah. you deserved. You felt that your direct supervisors in the chain of command weren't responsive to your needs. You felt like your work conditions yeah. weren't up to standards. That's on us. Let's sit down and let's talk about what we can do. And you're do. all fired. Yeah. But again, what I was shocked with is he didn't go after the idea of you union men, yeah. yeah. And he didn't do that. He sat there and said, oh, you organized because we messed up, because we aren't fulfilling our promise for this work environment. Uh, that is 180 degrees That's pretty away good. from I, everybody else. I thought else. you were going to say he just closed up shop. Yeah. like, we're no. closing this Costco. Peace no. out, dudes. Which is different than the Lulumon CEO. You see him? No, no. Oh, yeah. He, he, um, he basically said. Hold on. That, what did you call it? Oh, well, Lulumon. Lululemon. It's Lululemon. <laughs> but I thought Lululemon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mess that up all the time because I think Lululemon's a dumb That is so adorable. I think it's stupid. Um, but thinking of, speaking of stupid, dude comes out and says that uh, he, he's not happy with some of the diversity and inclusion products that his stores are selling. He says, some of you should not buy our stuff. I went, he said that? Yeah. I went, wow. 
Huh. Okay. Well, they know their market, I guess. Uh, yeah. Or do they know that it should be smaller? I don't. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, the interesting part about it is the idea that he's like, no, no, we do not want to sell to everybody. Fair enough. Fair point. But wow. Okay, then. Yeah, yeah. let's see. And, and it, does he also know that he's charging like five times the amount of the It's a lot. Listen, uh, that, you know, I've yeah. been in that place for a couple different reasons. And um, you were it's lost. Not, it's not that the clothes are cheap or anything, but de- and I don't mean inexpensive. I mean, they're not cheaply made, but holy smokes, man, the price on that stuff. Like, okay. I, it's dumb. I got yeah. Amanda a couple years ago one of those crossbody bags, as you know, Lewis would call it a European carryall. But, uh, and I was like, what is in it? Do you, does it come with its own money? Is that why it yeah. costs this no. amount? But it, no, it doesn't. Hey, somebody texted in and said, George, you keep saying, and by the way, thank you for correcting me, listeners. You keep saying it was a door that blew off the plane. It wasn't. It was just some random section of the middle of the fuselage. If that's oh, true. That's even worse. Yeah, that's worse. Because now you can't <laughs> no. say, I don't want to sit in the exit row. Yeah, now it's just, I didn't, no exit, please. I didn't realize those panels could just pop off. I just figured once they got spot welded no. on there they were good to go i assume that's part of the quality control we're not doing anymore i just guess it i guess i'd be happy to pay a couple more bucks for someone to be the body of the plane guy <laughs> yeah exactly know? just you know run around there with that ratchet yeah <laughs> and in fact they should ask you would you pay an extra five dollars per ticket which ought to be yeah. all it takes to ensure that the plane remains intact during flight yes, yes exactly. the answer is yes, yes i would, yes, I would like box. to do that yes i want to meet the people who don't and i don't want to be on their plane <laughs> there should all. be a special plane for people that are like, no, I don't yes. want to pay for that. Yes, and they don't get parachutes. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, that ought to be it. You have a difference. It's not just where you sit, like Economy Plus. Yeah, no. It's your plane. Like, your plane's been inspected 10 times. You're going to pay more. Yes. Or your plane was inspected in the 20s. You know what I mean? Like, in the exactly. 2020s. Different. Well, who was the comedian that talked about the idea that he was certain that if if there was a problem on the plane, that the first-class passengers, that part of the plane, would just detach and become its own mini-plane, while the rest of the plane... That was just, Dennis ah! Miller talking yeah, about, okay. yeah, about first-class yeah. breaking off into the yep, Goldfinger exactly. mini-jet, yep, and the exactly. rest of us are charcoal yeah. briquette, yeah, exactly. briquettes on That's the ground. Exactly it. Yeah, that was exactly it right there. Um, listen, we are going to have a, uh, a guest here at 7 o'clock. Ooh. Her name is Sherry Pife, as oh, you yes. know, Sherry. Yes. Uh, fantastic guest, because she is that kind of reporter... That we don't have as much of anymore. She's the reporter that gets all the local stuff done uh, when other the other big guys just aren't getting it done at all because they just I, I don't blame them because they just don't have the resources or the attention. They're just going after the big shiny objects, and it's folks like uh, Sherry Pife, Dave Magoya that are out there tilling the soil for the other stories that end up becoming the big deal that then the big legacy media folks jump all over we're going to have her at seven but here's what we're going to do this is crazy folks it's only 6 30 we've only blown past the predicted and predictable break by five minutes at uh, maybe 10 minutes at this point uh we're going to give billy plenty of time to do the thorpe report and then we're going to jump back in with an edition of you choose the news folks i don't know if you know this these segments have become so popular that one of them has its own honest to god legitimate Endorser, I yeah. sponsor. It's I got to be a mistake. I, I don't know how I don't, you did it, Billy, but I, congratulations. I have, no idea. It's, I have no idea what happened here. It's I, I question, but but I appreciate it. I appreciate uh, Lair Fireplace and Furniture. That's fantastic. That's, I can't. I listen. Again, it's, no idea. We've how that been happened. hoping for things like this for <laughs> yeah. now two years. It's finally happening. Let's enjoy it all yeah. together after a very quick break. Uh, this is the George Brockler Show. The George Show. George, seven ten. KNUS.
reaching its ascendancy in greatness. It is the Thorpe Report with BTs. Hey, good morning, sir. And yes, the Thorpe Report is sponsored to by Lair Fireplace and Patio. Awesome. Uh, yep, go and shop, and they've got great selections, and yeah, they're, they're good people. So, yeah, and they're giving us money. So amazing. I know, amazing. amazing. Congratulations. Yeah, so thank you. We've got a few inches of snow that could fall over the northern mountains late this afternoon. Gusty winds will continue tonight into tomorrow. Denver's got a chance of snow off and on throughout Wednesday and into the weekend. Uh, and then temperatures are going to dive down into the teens and dropping below zero at times as well. Today, highs of 43, low of 22, partly breezy. Tomorrow, we got a high around 40, but then the slight chance of snow overnight that's going to drop us down to about 25 on Thursday and 36 Yikes. on Friday. Yeah. Police in Denver announced an arrest in connection with a man's murder whose body was found days after he was stabbed to death. Anissa Johnson, 24, was arrested Friday on charges of first-degree murder, mm. accused of stabbing to death a 64-year-old man whose body was found in his apartment located in the 1200 block Yikes. of North Washington Street. Why? Yep. Uh, a man arrested on suspicion of burglary at a Wheat Ridge jewelry and antique shop a month after the owner was shot and killed could be connected to the homicide. Uh, Peter Agrello was pr- uh, fatally shot during a robbery on November 29th. The shooter left the scene. Stolen red Chevrolet Silverado connected to the suspects was found burned and heavily damaged two days later in Centennial. No one has been charged in the shooting, but during the investigation into the murder, three flex cuffs were found on the floor oh. in front of a safe from which silver coins had been removed. Surveillance video showed a man try to use the cuffs on the uh, deceased man um, and then shot the man. So uh, they're actually doing some research on whether or not they can track them down from murder. There. Yep. Colorado Department of Human Services uh, missed a court-imposed deadline yesterday to complete the evaluation of the man who killed 10 people in the Boulder grocery store what? a while ago. Yes, they didn't do the evaluation of the 24-year-old. Well, uh, what'd they say? I mean, that's crazy. Oops, our bad? I don't know. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait a <laughs> minute. I had, this, I had this on the calendar for next week, Judge. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. exactly. Sorry we were binging Netflix? I don't know, but okay. <laughs> Jeez, yeah. What? <laughs> the Golden Globes were on and we had to get ready. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Uh, what was supposed to be a simple laundry room repair has turned into a nightmare for residents of a Congress Park apartment, apartment complex. The seven-story live-on-steel apartments near East, East 14th Avenue and Steel Streets have a power outage. They learned about it, and since then they've been kicked out of the apartment complex because it's too cold. Uh, so management company has offered tenants $125 in rent credit if they had to book a hotel or something else per night. Um, but the outage has been lasting for quite a while, and the tenants are a little bit mad because eh, for obvious reasons. Uh, newly arriving migrants who have nowhere to go can turn to a church in Denver's Sunnyside neighborhood. It is the Denver Friends Church. They are brainstorming ways to help migrants. Um, they created encampments in areas throughout the city. Uh, so basically they're, um, they, they said they're going to try to um, create some space there at the church for some of the migrants and the homeless, which is a good deal. Hope it works out for them. Um, new study is breaking down how expensive it can be to rent an apartment right here in Colorado, uh, but there could be some good news found in here. It's the online rental marketplace, Zumper. Not really familiar what? with them. I know, Zumper. Don't know. Um, I thought it was just the, the he was like the weird um, cousin of uh, that bunny and Bambi. But, or do you get yeah. zumped? I mean, can I you guess be so. The, uh, the I, zumper got me. Yeah, I, I had I, that happened once in college, and it was awkward, and we don't want to talk about that anymore. <laughs> it was, I yeah. was drunk, though, so was, I didn't yeah, really feel the it. Reason, yeah. Uh, once they compared prices, they found Golden was the most expensive city to rent from right now. One bedroom median rent there is eighteen hundred dollars. Boulder and Castle Rock are at eighteen hundred and seventeen ninety, respectively. Least expensive, Greeley, for obvious reasons. Thank you, Greeley. Uh, $1,100. And then in Inglewood, you can actually rent a one-bedroom for about 1200 to $1,300. Denver is the 20th most expensive city in the country uh, with one-bedroom medium rent right around $1,700. 
Uh, National Western Stock Show is back. And it opened with over 100,000 attendees, 107,641 attended over the weekend. The first uh, weekend attendance record was set last year, 109,000. So we missed that by about 2,000 people. So y'all suck. Uh, National Western Stock Show, though, today is going to be free. Yes, free admission. Yeah, free admission applies to everything that is not separately ticketed, like the rodeos Uh and stuff. So oh. basically, if you just want to walk in and wander around, you can go to the wander nice. yard, do some shopping, stuff like that. So yeah, I still want to get the boys there. Gone. Still yeah. want to get the boys there. Yeah, you could do it today, but if you know, but they're back in school. So yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Listen, I, report, I, layer I, padage, listen, uh, I, I want to talk a little bit about yeah. this thing out of Boulder because you made me. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I know they just missed inquisitive. It. So I read yeah, this article. Right. It's this isn't good, man. This is oh, yeah? the prosecutors are pissed off at the DHS. DHS not only misses a deadline, but they showed up to court to say, Judge, we'd like until April 30th. What? We'd like an April 30th to get this done. Sounds like the prosecutors are like, these guys have been dragging their feet. This is a quote from one of their court, uh, their filed documents here. A further delay in this case, predicated by the need for hypothetical interviews with the defendant on a topic he has historically refused to discuss, would be devastating for the victims of the case. This case has been dragging on for years because yeah. of the insanity stuff. Yeah. It sounds like DHS is broken. It, it does. Sa- it sounds like I don't get why they can't get this thing done. Maybe they're out there servicing planes yeah, or what, something. Yeah, what, what is the – what is? I want to know on I the list of things, so where what's higher ranking than getting to this? I mean, what is the stuff that is preventing you from getting this done? Which is, again, it is odd, but you and I both being parents, we've had this experience as well where yep. the kids come up to you and go – I've got this report, and <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. assigned two months ago, yeah, and, and it's, it's due, due tomorrow, tomorrow. Yeah. And, and can you call me out because I'm going to be sick. And you're yeah. like, um, explain to me what you had been doing in the previous two months. What was it that was of well, such a need that took the place I, of this? What I don't get is, yeah. and, and I appreciate that, that this is sort of the defense du jour. Everybody that does something horrible and evil runs yeah, to the mental yeah. health uh, defense, yeah, right? Yeah. I get that. So the state hospital, maybe they're overwhelmed. But this case has been pending for years. Yeah. I can't think of a case that has a higher profile nature that they're dealing with other than a guy who yeah. walked into a King Supers and murdered 10 people, including a police officer. Yeah. It's like, kind of well, how do you rank order these things? Is yeah. it just like, you know, when it comes in, that's when we deal with it. I, yeah, exactly. And it, is it, yeah, is it just, is it just when it comes in, it's assigned a number and so you're just in the queue? <laughs> they just Eventually, give yeah. 63? Yeah, exactly. Now serving 1,460. I, I also don't get how they wait until it's like due December 29th till they yeah. run up right on the deadline. Like at some point, yeah. you have to be looking down the road on the calendar and say, geez, in two weeks, that thing is due. Oh, yeah. I don't know what the hell we're doing here. Who is this guy? Which guy is this? It, it's just craziness. Um, listen, that, uh, that's something I want to stick around for. For those of you that don't know, the DA up there in Boulder is a guy named Mike Doherty. He is a, he's a legit doc. I mean, a legit DA. I just said doc because Billy got my ear on Dr. Julia. Uh, legit DA, even though he's a Democrat and finds himself supportive of the weak Democrats that we have at the state level, uh, the way he approaches prosecution in his jurisdiction is undeniably criminal justice and public safety minded the guy can uh, the guy can walk and chew gum at the same time and he's also a dude who puts himself i really respect this 
at the tip of the spear. This case goes to trial. Mike Doherty's in the courtroom trying it because that's what a real prosecutor does and can do. We don't see that as much anymore. We have people running for DA that don't have the chops to try a DUI, let alone a a mass murder. But Mike Doherty isn't that guy. He can do it all. Hey, we're going to go right to the phone lines here only because she finally drug herself out of bed. It's friend of the show, Washington Huskies fan, Dr. Julia. Uh, no, I would be the Michigan Wolverine fan. What, it, did, did they play the game? They did play last night. They did what play took last you so night. long to call in? I mean, is this like you're laying in bed, still recovering from the ether you gave yourself and Tony last night as you watched the game? Like one for you, two for me, that kind of thing? No, no. Um, I actually had my alarm set for 5 p.m. to wake up, not 5 a.m. And... <laughs> For all your patients so, out there, I'm sure they were like, this is a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and it was one of those, I was up, we were watching award ceremony, trophy ceremony, because Michigan won 15-0 and 0 and um, played a great game. The first quarter and the fourth quarter were their best quarters. The second um, was pretty Hold on, third wasn't defense. bad when they started with a pick, but but I'll say this: going fifteen and zero, that's historic. It's a big deal. I think everyone's going to wonder how they would have done without the cheating. I am one of those, so I don't know. Would they have gone fourteen and one? I don't know. No, no the 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 kids on the field had nothing to do with. The no, cheating. no, they were just they, the beneficiaries played, of the cheating. So they played great, and they they played. Amazing, and they've had a great season. They've conquered a lot of adversity. That they created um, themselves. (laughs) Michigan created the adversity. (laughs) (laughs) Like someone just showed up and said, aha, we're going to create this story of you cheating because you were cheating. No, no, there was no cheating um, on the field last night. They played great, and they, they had a great season. Defense was amazing. The defense, I think, won the last two games for them, and uh, they 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 were they were good sportsmen. Were everything came together and they crushed it. And you got to give them that they won they won every game this season and they were outstanding. What was the SNL skit that was Harbaugh's speech up there on the stage when he got the trophy? What was that whole thing? Pull it down. Pull it down. Like, that was very, um, you know, uh, Anchorman. I don't know how else to describe it. I I, I don't know. Uh, I think they were just trying to say that everything they did with all the adversity, with everything, they they were able to bring it all together and crush the Huskies. Yeah. Um, I don't, I, I don't, I, I know his dad was there. His brother was oh, there. Oh, his dad got to I scream think. on in the microphone. Yeah. Intermittently. Nobody's got it better than us. Nobody's got it better than Listen, us. Listen, enjoy it. Revel, revel great. in it. It's great to be a Michigan Wolverine today. Let's, uh, let's keep doing this every year as they spiral out of control, <laughs> and many of them are ultimately indicted and banned from the NFL for various things. I want to continue to have this conversation with you, Dr. Julie. Enjoy this. Love this moment. I, I'm, I'm pretty happy today. I, t- <laughs> I woke up late, but pretty happy. <laughs> I, get, I, I guess I'm just hopeful that whatever it was you and Tony celebrated with last night has worn off by the time you make incision number one. He he wasn't even home. He was at some event uh, down at the Western Stock Show. 
and it was just me and the boys watching the game. Oh, well, that would be pretty sweet. Hold on. Your Citadel guy is home? Yeah, he's now, home. When does he go back? He goes back uh, to uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah, superstar. You guys have somehow figured out a way to breed a superstar. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Thank you. We're proud of our kids. We you, really are. You should be. You should be. Good luck. We'll talk with you soon. Go Huskies. All right. Go blue. <laughs> yeah, blue. It's past tense for blow. Hey, uh, when we come back, we're going to uh, do the good stuff here. That is, you choose the news. Stick around. George Brockler, 710 KNUS. Normally, I would wait for the... But it takes like 32 minutes to get to that exact point. George Brockler back with you here on The George Show. It's time to turn it over for the next to-be-legitimately-endorsed segment of the show. You choose the news. Uh, yes, sir. It is that time of the morning where we get to play everybody's favorite fake radio news game show. You choose the news. And as always, we have scoured the interwebs for mere moments this morning to find really stupid stories about us humans. Giving them even dumber headlines to play this fake radio news game, and we are definitely not sponsored by Layer Fireplace and Patio Furniture. They, <laughs> they want to stay as far away from this clown show as possible, and we respect that. So they are not the sponsor of this segment, uh, but we do appreciate them. Alrighty, sir. Here are your headlines this morning. Headline number one, man discovers he's a Disney princess. Headline number two, at least it's on their to-do list. Headline number three, do they that lack the technology or the science? And headline number four, a gift from beyond. Your headlines but yet no, again. No, no, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Disney princess. Come on. Let's <laughs> man, be honest. <laughs> man discovers he is a Disney princess. We are traveling to the lovely country of Wales, uh, and we are going to meet Mr. Holbrook, who is 75 years old. Rodney Holbrook recently had noticed that in and around his workbench in his shed, things have been moved and curiously organized overnight. Hmm. Almost as if something or someone had been visiting him and organizing them. He had been then doing some testing, leaving bottle caps, twist ties, bolts and nuts all over. And they were organized again neatly into little tiny bins by the morning. He had to figure out what was happening. That's when he set up a night vision camera and figured out it's his friend the mouse. What? A mouse has been coming into his workshop at night and it actually and it and it uh, cleans up his no. workbench. Yes, he has video of it going over and if he puts like a bunch of screws and nuts, it goes and it gathers the screws and nuts and puts them into a little bin. And then it goes around and what puts the all heck? the twist ties together. Yes. So it goes and it cleans up his workspace for him in the this morning. This is workspace ratatouille? Exactly. He's a Disney princess. It's That's fantastic. amazing. I know. I am just shocked by it. All righty, sir. Second choice. At least it's on the to-do list. Do they like the technology or the science? And a gift from beyond. Beyond. A gift from beyond. A 62-year-old woman has won a fantastic recent court case. Uh, Justice Fiona Seward has granted oh. this woman permission uh, to violate her husband's dead body. Okay, oh, wait. Yes, this happens in Western Australia. The 62-year-old petitioned the court and said, my husband has died unexpectedly. Okay. And we had been talking about having kids in the recent past. Um, our children, a 29-year-old daughter drowned in 2013, and our 30-year-old son died in 2019. We had been married for 39 years. Even though I'm 62, I want a bun in the oven. And oh, no. so the, uh, the, the judge 
said that yes, you can harvest the dead man's sperm. And can then you harvest it. a dead man's sperm? I, I mean, I, is that even possible? So many questions. How and then how in the process? But the the man. judge says you can get it and you can impregnate yourself What's that if you job? want to with the needle and all that stuff. I know. And you you got to slip in. Is there a exactly? I don't. At that's, least a, that's at least nuts. a patient. At least the patient's not complaining. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. So, right, yeah. right. So, if everything goes wrong, you get a scream. Exactly. Yeah. There's nothing there. Yeah. All righty. So your final choice. At least it's on the to do list, or do they like the technology or the science? A to-do list. Yeah, at least it is on their to-do list. And this we're traveling to Vietnam. Yes, not always the most wonderful place for the U.S. to visit, uh, given our past. But still, uh, Vietnam says they are ready to implement their human rights reforms. They have announced a whole series of reforms that they are going to be making to human rights. And they say this is great because they've been a few frequent uh, critic. Yeah, they, they, people are not mad about how they you know. recently, um, the Freedom House, that's a liberal organization, gave them a score of 19 out of 100 uh, as far as human rights. Uh, they do a lot of murder, torture, and stuff like that. And so Vietnam says, yes, we are going to change human rights. Eventually. Huh? Eventually. Oh. Um, they well, say that it's on the schedule. Yourself. Yeah, it's on the schedule to hopefully they'll reach that goal by December thirty first to twenty ninety nine. Oh so, well, yeah. So they're on. hoping they're hoping that in seventy five years in the future that they will finally have figured out their human rights problems. But for the next seventy five years, eh, give us a little bit of a break. Seems like it coincides with some of these um, asylum claims. <laughs> yes, exactly. You know, <laughs> I know. Same thing. Alrighty, sir. That is all I've got. Listen, to you. That does it for the six o'clock hour and all the good paid for endorsed stuff right here. When we come back, it's going to be Sherry Pye. you can find all of her great works at Complete Colorado Page Two. Stick around. George Brockler on the George Show at seven ten KNUS. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 